So we're continuing our series called Decisions, Decisions, Making Choices That Make Sense. Okay, and I'm really excited about this. Now, last week, um, I reminded you that it's your choice. I reminded you that it was your choice. And if you recall, I asked you two questions. Are you willing to ask God for help in your decision making? And then two, are you willing to learn how to make good decisions that agree with God's will for your life? That was my questions for you. And I pray that you uh, thought over this over the last week and you came to the conclusion that yes, not only am I willing to ask for help, but I'm willing to learn how. And so now we're going to begin to shift. And the rest of the sermons, we're going to have uh, two more after today. We're going to have four in total. The rest of these sermons are going to be about how to make good decisions based on um, what the Bible teaches, based on what God wants for us, okay? So we can be confident when we make decisions uh, that, that it is God. And, and it's funny, you know, whenever I teach a... Um, a series, you know, God's just speaking to me all throughout the week, and I, I, uh, I had a, I had a funny experience. I was, I was driving, I was driving the car, and um, I, I was going pretty fast. I'll, I'll do that sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll confess our sins later. But um, I was driving pretty fast, and the squirrel all of a sudden, and I can see he's got something in his mouth. He darts out in front of me. Now, here's the thing: in about a, a split second, I, it goes. I am not moving for this squirrel. I'm not putting my life in jeopardy. I'm not going to hit the mailbox over there. This squirrel is going to have to figure this out on his own, <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you all been in that situation before? You like a squirrel. Now, if it's a kid, you need to slam on brakes and swerve, okay? But if it's a squirrel, hey, man, you know, survival of the fittest, right? And so, um, so the squirrel darts out, and he's getting right in front, and it looks like he's going to make it past my car. And I'm like, hey, good job, Speedy. And all of a sudden... He turns back to go towards where I'm. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, dude. I'm like talking to the squirrel. And I say, that's a bad choice. That's a bad choice. (laughs) I would like to report to you that the squirrel evidently heard me and made the decision to run out. And I did not run over the squirrel. So, yeah. I think that's a good ending for all of us, really. Um, so, So... um, that was a surprise decision, you know. Surprise decisions are sometimes the worst decisions. Uh, you know, you, you, can, you see some decisions coming uh, a mile away, and you know and you can prepare, but it's those last-minute decisions that sometimes get us because we don't have the timeline. We don't have the time frame uh, to, to adequately, you know, seek the Lord. We have to make quick decisions. And um, so these surprise decisions, like the squirrel has surprised, there's a Jeep about to hit you. you know, that's when you have to have down in your heart God's plan for your decision making. You have to have already done the work because now you're going through the test, right? You have to have already fostered that relationship with the Lord, fine-tuned your hearing so you can hear the Holy Spirit. Know the word. So, so, that, so that when these things happen, you can make the right decision. And so I was proud of the squirrel. And um, You know, every decision that we make uh, in the future has already been affected by a decision you've already made. And I'm going to tell you what that, what that, how you answered this question. I'm going to tell you what that is. So think about this. Follow me here, okay? Every decision that you will make in the future has already been affected by how you answer the following question. And that's this. What voices have I allowed a place of influence in my life? 
See, I can tell you, if I know the voices that you've allowed a place of influence in your life, I can tell you pretty well what decision you're going to make. So see, your future decisions that you haven't even been faced with yet, that you don't even know we're coming down the pike yet, you, I, it's, they're already affected by how you answered that question. What voices have I allowed a place of influence in my life? Are you following me? Right. Here's the next step. That question was affected by this question. What filters do I use to determine which voices get a say in my life? So see, the voices that have a position of influence in your life will, will determine your decisions, but the filters that you use to say, okay, this is in, this is out, that determines the voices do you follow me? Okay. I, I, let, me, let me give you an example here. I brought, you guys know, will know what this is. Y'all know what this is? It's an air filter, right? If you have a central heating and air uh, um, unit at your house or your office or whatever, you've probably seen one of these. At your house, you probably had to change one of these, right? Does anyone else forget about this and change them much later and it's like just nasty? Or is it just me? Okay. Yeah, we have one downstairs this built into a wall like right here, and so it's super easy to change. And then we have another one upstairs that's like, I got to get a ladder out. And, you know, I take the cover off, and, man, the dust just, it's like getting in my face, and I'm just, rah, you know. And, and so, yeah, so this air filter is designed um, to keep all the dust, the particles, all the stuff that's in the air, um, and, and it, it keeps it from getting to the actual air conditioning unit. And so over time, it begins to build up this nasty gray film of gunk, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. This is the same with the lint filter in your, in your uh, dryer, in your clothes dryer, okay? It's actually, you have a built-in filter in your face. It's, it's nose hairs. I mean, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on nose hairs this morning, so don't worry. But, but you, you have a filter. Everyone's like, eh. You have a filter. You do. You, what did you learn at church today? Well, we talked about nose hairs. But you do. You have a filter, and this filter keeps the bad stuff out. See, all in the air, and we can't see it, but in the air is uh, airborne dust, allergens, pathogens, all these different things that can affect us and hurt us. And it's not even obvious that they're there. They're unseen unless you happen to catch a glimpse of them when the sunlight's coming through a window, and you're like, oh, my air is nasty. Have you ever had that experience? Yeah. And so, so, but these things, it's not obvious that they're there. But, hey, you let your filter go unchanged for a couple months, and you'll see they're there. They're there, and they're accumulating over time. In the same way, we have all these pathogens, we have all these different things coming at us. All these different influences trying to influence our decision-making. And some of it is just simple advertising and marketing, you know, when it comes to TV. These messages, hey, make this decision to buy our product because we want your money, right? But we have, also, we have current culture. The current culture um, of, of our day has, um, has a way of thinking. As a way of thinking, and it's sending those particles towards you. And you, and you guys, do I have a filter? Do I have a way to filter out the bad and keep the good? Right? You've, you've, got, the, um, you've got your family, mom and dad, right? 
Mom and dad are sending you messages on what sort of choices and decisions you can make, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if you're grown up and an adult and out of your home. Don't you know that mom and dad are still going to have an opinion? They are, yeah, and they should. They should, but it's up to you. It's up to you to have a filter, right? Because the only person that can make the decision for you is you. Um, we have um, all sorts. Of, we have our, our boss, our, our coworkers, right? We have media influence, books, movies, TV, magazines. They all uh, play, uh, play in. I almost spit my gum out. Did y'all see that? They all play into. That's <laughs> crazy. They, they all play into um, our thought processes when it comes to what kind of choices and decisions we make. We have politicians. We have churches. We have all sorts of things. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we bought this filter. This is, I think this is probably for one of the filters in the back of this room, actually. Uh, we have this filter right here. Um, what else do I have to do to make this thing work? You've got to install the filter. It's not just enough to buy the filter. It's not just enough to even measure and, and get it the right size. You've got to actually get up there and install the filter, which is the worst part of having a filter. It's the actual installation process, right? And so I'm going to, I'm going to share with you guys this morning two filters. And this is obvious, and you can probably guess what they are. But, but I want you to see it from this new perspective. There are two filters I want you to be aware of. And these two filters are the filters I'm going to encourage you that as we continue to study decision-making and choices, that you need to implement these filters that when, that when all the messages from you know, well-intentioned people and malicious people, when they're sending you messages, when they're trying to give you input, when they're trying to speak into your life, you can put up these filters and you can determine what's the right choice for you and what's the wrong choice for you. Amen? And this is a biblical concept, 1 Corinthians 15.33, I believe. It says, bad company corrupts good morals. My parents made me memorize that when I was a kid. Evidently, they didn't like some of my friends. Bad company corrupts good morals. What does that mean? It means, it means that the, the influences that you allow in your life will affect you. you look, it's, it, before that, I, you can read this. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, do not be deceived. And, and I mentioned this last week. There are a handful of times in Scripture where the instruction is preceded by that phrase, do not be deceived. And if you actually do a word study on do not be deceived, it, it, it can actually mean you are not the exception. You are not the exception. So what it's saying is, hey, What I'm about to say, pay real big attention to it because you're not going to be the exception. This applies to everyone. Bad people, bad company, evil thoughts, wrong input affects good manners, morals, and customs. That's what the Amplified Version says. It does affect you. Do not think that you can come in contact with these pathogens and remain unaffected. Now, I, I'm not going to stand up here and say, we don't watch movies or TV, we don't listen to music. Or, I mean, I, that, that's, not, that's not the heart of God for you. Because if we were to create some sort of rule for you, then you're not following the Spirit. You're creating another religion. Because <laughs> that's what religion does. It creates rules to connect with God instead of a relationship. We don't want that. I want to teach you how to have a relationship with God and how to install the filters that are going to help you uh, weed out the bad and take in the good. All right? So do you follow? Do you, you get where we're going? 
All right, cool. Let's just go there then. All right. The first thing is, the Bible is a filter. See, I told you you could have guessed this. This is not like rocket science, okay? This is not like, I'm probably not going to drop on you this morning this big revelation like, I've never heard of that. This is basic stuff. But the reason it's basic is because it's important. It's so important that we have to keep going over these things. So the Bible is a filter. I, I love this, um, this verse. And you've probably heard this before. It's Psalm uh, 119, 105. And it says this. It says, uh, your word, the word of God, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right? Does anyone remember the old Amy Grant song? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Right? Yeah. And, and so it's interesting. It, there's two things that the word of God is here. It's light both times, but it has different purposes. The first of all is a lamp to your feet. All right? So that shows, that means it's good for showing you what your next step is. Have you ever been out in the dark uh, and, and you had to use a flashlight? Because you're walking somewhere. Where do you put the flashlight? Right in front of you. That's a lamp unto your feet, right? So you don't step in an ant bed (laughs) or step in a hole or whatever, okay? And so so the word of God is a lamp to your feet. It shows you what your next step should be. But it's also a light to your path. Now, what's your path? Your path is the whole intended destination that you're going to. So, so if you've been outside walking in the dark and you have a flashlight, you know that every once in a while you'll be shining the light at your feet, right? But then you'll be like, where am I going again? And then you will light your path. So the Word of God doesn't only contain filters that will help you in your next step. It, will, it contains filters that help you determine your final destination. Okay? It's both. And it has to be used for both. See, a lot of people just use the Bible, well, I'm going to heaven, brother, when I die. Okay, that's awesome. I'll see you there. We'll play cards in heaven together or whatever. I don't know what you do in heaven yet, but, but we'll do it. It'll be fun. All right, I'll see you there. But you're missing out on a lot of the will of God because you have a job to do. And we don't want you to go to heaven before it's your time. <laughs> we, don't make you, we don't want you to make bad decisions, right? And so, so yeah, it's, it's not just a light to your path. It's a lamp to your feet. And so the word of God is a filter that you can use to determine if you're on the right path and if you're taking the right steps. Um, l- let me bring up, let me, and I've shared this concept before, but it, I, I really love the purpose of the Bible. The purpose of the word of God is, is to contain, it contains the uh, general will of God. It reveals the general will of God for everyone. See, the word of God, as found in the Bible, applies to me, and it applies to you. It applies to everyone equally. There aren't parts of the Bible that you can rip out of your Bible, right? It's, it's all for you. It's all for me. It's all for everyone. So it's the general will of God. It expresses the general will of God. Uh, I like to think of it as the house rules. In, in my family, we have certain house rules. We have certain rules that all of my children, no matter what their age is no matter uh, you know what their what phase of life they're currently going through, they they all have different house rules. Okay, I mean they all have the same house rules. Yeah, opposite of what I said. They all have the same house rules. Things like how we talk to each other, you know what what we say to each other, 
Like, um, these are things that apply to everyone equally. Now, we'll get in a moment. There are some rules in our house that are child-specific, and God has some of those for you as well. But, but the Bible is what expresses the general house rules for everyone. Uh, turn to uh, 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. If you can't find 2 Timothy, it's right after 1 Timothy. That joke's pretty old, isn't it? I think I've said that a lot. I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. What are you going to do? It says, <laughs> 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It's a filter. It's a filter. And, and, and so when thoughts and concepts come at you in the world, and, and maybe it's not the world, maybe it's a well-intentioned friend, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's whoever it is, you can raise up the word as your filter and block out those things that are clogging up your system, that are going to cause harm, and are going to keep you from functioning properly. And so the Word of God is our filter. Um, the Bible is our foundation. It's the basics for all people. It's the anchor. It's the anchor. And it, it's, it's, that, it's that thing that we hold on to, that we make sure we cling to so that we don't get off the path. Okay, so the word of God, the Bible, is a filter. Amen? Amen. Here's the next one. The Holy Spirit is a filter. The Holy Spirit is a filter. Um, Now, like the Bible, remember we talked about the Bible covers the house rules for everyone. The house rules that apply to everyone. Well, my kids, uh, they, they all have to eat breakfast in the morning. Okay? They all have to speak nicely to each other or we correct them all equally. But they don't all have to go to bed at the same time. Because they're different ages, and they have different responsibilities, and some have more homework. And so here we get into the, the, the customized rules for each individual kid. And so the Holy Spirit, now, now get this, the Holy Spirit reveals the customized will of God for you. The customized will of God for you, specific to you. The Word of God is the generalized word of God for, will of God for everyone. But Holy Spirit comes and talks to you as, as you learn to listen to him. And he tells you what your next step is. And we've used this example before. But the, the Bible doesn't tell you what car to buy, what house to buy, or who to marry. Right? It tells you how to be a good steward of your finances. It tells you how to treat your spouse once you are married. But, but, but that's the general will of God for everyone. The customized will of God for you will not be found in the Bible. It will be found in concert with an audience with the Holy Spirit. And, and, that's, and that's how that works. Look at John chapter 16. John 16. Uh, we're going to look at verse 13 here. I'm reading in the New Living. It says, When the Spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's one of the names of the Holy Spirit that Jesus used. This is Jesus talking, by the way, telling that when he goes away, the Holy Spirit's going to be coming. And he's telling us what's about to happen. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard from who? From the Father. See, they, they, they work together with each other. 
See, it's the Holy Spirit's job to tell you what the Father thinks. Okay? He will tell you about the future. Oh, that's great. Because I'm trying to make a decision about the future right now. So who do I need to be talking to? Holy Spirit. Right? And so uh, the Holy Spirit is the filter that we use, okay? And, and it's, 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 it's more of a learning process with that. So the Bible is, is pretty, of course, I say it's pretty easy, and people gunked it all up by, by not applying context and stuff like that and, like, quoting. Anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. But you'd think the Bible would be easy just to read. But what the Holy Spirit does is, is you learn to listen to his instruction. And then, you know, when that coworker says, you have, you're having problems at home? Well, you know what you should do? Get rid of that joker. And the Holy Spirit goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not the will of God for you. I know it feels right. It feels, it feels good to say that about your spouse. But no, no, filter, filter. And, and sometimes we call these, uh, if, you know, it's like, a, it's like a red flag, you know, like a warning. Um, if you want to be really, really religious, you can say check in your spirit. Have you heard anyone say that before? Brother, I just sense a check in my spirit. Oh, wow. You must be important. <laughs> now, I mean, you can use check in your spirit. I, I, I get it. It's cool. I just, it's funny to me. Because, like, in what context does that make any sense? A check in my spirit. What? But what, what they mean is a pause, right? There's a tension. There's, a, there's a, just a moment of, wait a minute. It's just, it's, and it's subtle. And you, you guys have felt that before. Well, someone says, hey, let's go do this. And you're like, hmm, for some reason this doesn't seem right. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And so that is the Holy Spirit. He's like, hey, let me be your filter. Let me be your filter in your decision making. Let, let, let me show you how to make choices that will line up with my will for you. Not this person's will for you. Not the enemy's will for you. Okay? So, so we have to pay attention to how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And it's gentle. It's gentle. Guys, I'd love, like, I, one of my prayers on a regular basis, and you can steal this and pray this yourself. Okay? Is this is, I pray this all the time. And I tell the Lord, I say, God, please make it easy. Because <laughs> I am hard of hearing sometimes, y'all. I get distracted sometimes, right? And I have my own agenda, and my flesh is strong and wants to do what it wants. And, and, and so I say, that's my prayer all the time. Lord, make it easy. Lord, what do you want me to share uh, with the awesome people of VFC? Lord, please tell me, and, and God, I, I need you to make it easy for me <laughs> so I can hear, because I want to do what's right. Hey, make that part of your prayer life. Hit the easy button, O oh Holy Spirit, Right? So I think that's a great prayer, prayer to pray. Um, and so let's look at 1 Corinthians. This is our last scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to read 9 through 14. It says, this is what the scripture mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by the Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Okay. So everything that you need to know in God's deep secrets are found where? In the Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is the one, is the one that does that. Do you see that? Okay. All right. Verse 11. No one can know a person's thought except that own person's spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. He's defending his theology. He's saying, look, 
I can't hear your thoughts. Only you can hear your thoughts, right? Can you hear anyone else's thoughts? Okay, good. That's, that's like my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> so you can only hear your own thoughts, not someone else's thoughts, right? Well, it's the same with God. The Holy Spirit is the one that knows God's thoughts. So he's taking from the Father and giving to you. Do you see that in Scripture? Okay. That's verse 11, verse 12. And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things that God has given. Okay, take it a step further. So the Holy Spirit knows the Father's thoughts, and we've received the Holy Spirit. So who can know God's thoughts now? We can. Because Holy Spirit knows God's thoughts, and he's in us. Do you, do you follow how this works? Okay, keep reading. It keeps getting even better. When we tell you these things, we don't speak words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Now, this is important, verse 14, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. It's a really, really big clue for us. Those of us that are trying to to use our filters, our God-given filters, to determine what's right for us, what's wrong for us, what kind of choice do I make, what kind of decision is up next for me. It's really important. If you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you do, because everything you need is found in Him, okay? If you want to hear that, then you have to learn to be spiritual, spiritually minded, spiritually minded, attuned to the Holy Spirit. Well, how do I do that? You already did it today. You remember during worship when we paused and we just took a moment and we focused on the Lord and we were just genuine and authentic before him and we just said, Lord, I love you and, you know, here's where I am right now and, you know, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you know me And, and, and you had that intimate moment. That's it. That's the secret. You already did it. Congratulations, you're a pro. Well, you may not be a pro, but you're well on your way to practicing to where you can begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, where you're spiritually minded. Many times, it's just just, just this. It's just taking a moment before you make a decision, stopping and doing this. Okay, Lord, anything you want to tell me? And then waiting, and then waiting, and then going from there. See, doesn't that kind of demystify the whole process? You've already done it. It's just being spiritually minded. It's just being attuned to him. It's just being open. And if he doesn't tell you anything specifically, if you don't feel a nudge or a thought or anything like that specifically, then, then, then go with the word. Well, what does the word say? Because it's the general will of God for everyone. And then, well, the word doesn't say, well, then you have the mind of Christ. And that's what this actually says. The last verse in here, it's verse 16. It says, we understand these things because we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You do. You can make good, godly, confident decisions according to the will of God by using the Bible as your filter, by using the Holy Spirit as your filter. And then when you genuinely have, have done that, then you, O Christian, possess God inside of you. Do what you want. No, I can't tell that to people who aren't laid down lovers of Christ. But if you're someone that knows the Holy Spirit, that knows God, and everything is on the table in your life for him, with him, you, you can do what you want because what you want is what he wants because you've been training yourself to be spiritually minded. Do you see? You have the mind of 
Christ. Now, I can't tell you to do whatever you want if you're not using your filters. But if you're using your filters, go for it. Do do you follow? See, it's not a license to sin. It's a license to be free in Christ. I want to leave you with this thought. It's another question. I love asking you guys questions at the end of these sermons. I like it. Because I want you to think. What are the filters that you currently have in place that determine who or what has influence in your life? Come on, get honest. What are the filters? Do you have any? Or do you just let anyone speak into your life? Are you using the word or using pop culture? Because the two are very different. What are you using? Because how you answer this question will determine your decisions and your decisions will determine your destiny. Amen? Let's stand for prayer.